Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it adds to the tale, dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, Oliver. I am Oliver. I will be playing Edel Belmont. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I will be playing Talia. And what's your uh, race and class? Oh, I am a, a human rogue. And John. Hello, my name is Aluna Das the Grass Ruin. I killed your father, Dr. Dai. And Shane. That is me, Alexander the Bard and Wizard. Although he's tentative on the wizard part, but doesn't care enough to change it. Well, I'm glad to hear you're so committed. I am. And Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Dragonborn Eldritch Knight. And it also sounds like Blake has the ick or a cold or something. I definitely do. It's been kicking my butt for a few days. All right. So last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, uh, you found yourselves in the city of Karn Lee. Not long after you made the docks, a uh, small human girl, street urchin, pickpocketed Shane and stole his bag of holding. Uh, Adel uh, chased her down and grabbed her. Comes to find out... Uh, she had been living on the streets and she was just hungry and trying to feed herself and uh, the party has taken pity on her and uh, is letting her hang around for a bit uh, at least for now as far as we know um, you guys made it to the rusty anchor and met up with your contact uh, Rufus the uh, hipster halfling bard um, he gave you some uh, direction on the contact that uh, you needed to meet up with um, that contact had set you up with a some nice rooms um, at an inn in the city. Uh, there you were uh, given new clothes and food, and Juliet cleaned up the little urchin girl Talia. Um, you were given instructions to meet um, with a noble woman in uh, the noble court, which is this walled part of the city beside the uh, council building you guys were uh, you made it there uh, you got through the gate okay uh, you walked into the uh, this mansion of this noble woman uh, where you were greeted by uh, three women inside the uh, the living room or the parlor of this place and that's where you find yourselves now you walk in and um, people standing there and they're having a conversation they see you walk in and the tall elven woman in a fine red gown an elven woman in a gray silk robe and a tiefling woman wearing a leather jerkin. They see you stop their conversation and turn around to face you. The uh, tall elven woman in the red silk smiles at you, claps and says, Let's all raise a glass to the heroes of Suel, our dark companions. She begins to laugh and the others join in and they raise their glass to glasses to you. And uh, she says, I do not mock you, but surely if anyone gets the joke, it's you. Sish has told us of your deeds and deceptions, and I can't help but celebrate them. Come, join us. Stewards, bring more wine. And then you see uh, two elven men you didn't see before enter the room and offer you uh, some silver goblets of wine. I'll take one. Eluna does. Passes. Talia passes? I give her I give her mine, and then ask for another. <laughs> oh, there's more than enough for everyone. And uh, those who are imbibing... Um, it's very fine wine. Uh, you don't know how much it costs, but it's probably a pretty silver piece. Everybody's got wine now and they're drinking. And she says, uh, now that you've been greeted and have some refreshment, let me introduce myself. 
I'm Ares Goldsmith, councilwoman of Conley and friend of our shed mistress. Welcome to my humble abode. A uh, smile comes to her face as this as uh, like a little joke to her, and uh, you look around and you can tell that this match and is nothing but opulent, and she knows it. She uh, turns and says, uh, "This is Elowen, a wizard of some power." She smiles again in that knowing, jesting way and nods to the elven woman in the gray robe. And then she says, uh, This is my sentinel, Lara. She nods to the uh, woman, uh, the tiefling. And she says, uh, You've traveled far, and I hope you're rested. Please have a seat. I sit, I sit down. down. Ludenibus sits as well. Before we get down to business, I simply must know. How did you come up with the idea of masquerading as the companions? It's so deliciously bad. My little birds oh, tell me they uh, have learned of your little charade. And I must say, they're not very happy with your little deception. And they're apparently looking for you to have words. But don't worry about them for now. The last we heard, they're in Corvell. News gets around quickly in our circles. Uh, if I may, before we continue, uh, I believe our companion Talia, you've been without rest for quite some time. Is there any way we might be able to get her a room? So uh, she looks at you somewhat puzzled and says, Of course. Lara, can you show our guests to the library? Little one, there are many pretty things you may find interesting, but please, dear, don't touch anything. It could be dangerous for you. Um, I, I look at her, kind of tilt my head, and then and then nod. This uh, tiefling is uh, going to walk over to you and give you a nod, and uh, she's going to walk off uh, to another room that adjoins the uh, living room that they're in. And it's like a sliding door, and she opens it up, and there's like a big library inside. I, I look around and find a place to sit down and curl up since books are meaningless to me. Okay. The tiefling is going to uh, slide the door back closed. Now I'm going to look around for shiny things. <laughs> okay. So uh, now that uh, Talia is in the library, Ares uh, just gives you like a like kind of a puzzled look and then a smile. And um, she's waiting to hear your uh, story about the uh, masquerading as the companions. She says, please do go on. <clears throat> Since my companions ironically, uh, are a bit tongue-tied, I shall explain to you what happened. Needless to say, the idea of the companions wasn't exactly a good title for the jobs that were being done. It was more of mercenary group. Distasteful and uncivilized, but still tolerable. It just so happens we faced them and destroyed them. They were looking around in some crypt, and, uh, well, the crypt claimed them. That's our story. Wait, so did you just say that you killed the compan- the, the, the companions were killed in a crypt? Yep. <laughs> so, this will go well. So she just laughs, because she, she knows- Obviously that, knows it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because she just told you that the companions are looking for you. Yep. After she laughs, she says, so. Uh, now down to business. You've been able to do what our organization hasn't been able to do in centuries. If what I hear is true, you've helped secure one of the Savior's artifacts and found a clue to the location of Her Majesty's egg. Is this true? That is so. I am not 100% we have the exact whole map to the egg, but we certainly have ideas. Illuminous gives a satisfied little smile. I tilt my glass up and say, more wine! I throw my wine at you. Do, do you really? Please, please catch it. <laughs> how, well, how do I catch it? I don't, I don't know. You're the one being thrown at. Light of hand? You know, for someone who has a background as a noble, you're incredibly uncouth. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I got kicked out? Because <laughs> you're a bastard. Exactly. I'm a bastard. Nobody likes me. I became mean and rude because of it. Just another character thing. I don't know if that's an endearing trait to have. 
It's not, but this is an evil campaign. <laughs> not that justifies everything, but okay. Eh, I like a tragic backstory. So, uh, Ares is going to say, I would hear the tell of how you found a uh, clue to the Her Majesty's egg. Can I just say that? Can I just say that we tell her, like, the breakdown of what happened? Instead of spending, like, forever going through the synopsis? Yeah, are you, uh, telling her the truth? Um, for the most part, not going to, like, probably, uh, exaggerating certain portions, but not... Not being too intense on it. So she says, uh, That's incredible. Surely you will be favored on her return. One would hope. So, surely it will be a tell for the bards to sing. You are a bard, are you not? Have you began composing your epic? Not yet. So she says, uh, Our mutual friend, Sish, has assured me that you could be trusted. And I trust Sish. But I don't know you, and I keep my own counsel. It's no secret Sish isn't a zealot. That's why I like him. He's honest in his own way, and gold keeps him loyal. Sish tells me you aren't the zealous type either, and truth be told, neither am I. But I think we all understand the power and gold that come with playing this game. I think we can be mutually beneficial friends. I hope you've enjoyed your gifts and accommodations I've provided you. I believe in the finer things in life. Or else, what's the point of living? Don't you agree? To an extent, yes. Illuminous gives a shrug. I say I couldn't say it better than myself. So now down to business. I'm a councilwoman of some power and I like the finer things. But being only one in the council above many can be tiresome to get your agenda advanced. I'm trying to get a motion passed through the council and running into some resistance. I won't bore you with the politics, but I want that resistance removed. His, this obstruction's name is Dorn Stonehide, a stubborn little dwarf with a disposition as unseemly as his visage. We have competing interest in a new shipping contract that would be a boon to my house. So now that we're friends, I have a favor to ask of you. That's what friends do, is it not? I've done you a favor by setting you up here in Carnley. Now I have a small favor to ask of you before I can trust you with the information on where to find the next artifact. It's really not a secret to its location, but no one else has the resources to reach it. I'm also willing to pay you 500 gold when you've completed the task. Is this agreeable? Agreeable to me. I turn to the others and see if they have any input. I think it'd be pretty remiss of us to deny you something like that. We are friends, after all. I nod and continue and continue to sip wine. Illuminus gives another little shrug. We'd better uh, get on our way upriver to continue our search for the artifacts, but I see no need not to aid a fellow member of our organization. So she says, excellent. Get rid of him. Intimidation, murder, blackmail. I really don't care. Just get it done. No one knows you were here, so it won't get back to me unless you utterly fail, and you do not want to fail. She pauses and gives, gives each one of you a measured hard stare. He won't be hard to find. He doesn't even live among us nobles here in the gate, so you don't have to deal with the added level of security. He lives in the top floor of an apartment building he owns in Uptown, above the North Market. Then uh, she gnaws the tiefling and uh, Lara hands you a slip of paper. Ari says, be a dear and destroy that once you have it memorized. There are only two days until the vote, so time is a factor. Your accommodations have been paid up for the next week. I apologize they aren't the best in Conley, like the Grand or Regal Inns, but I did not want to bring too much attention to your stay in the city. Your charade of minor dignitaries from a backwoods kingdom shouldn't draw too much attention. Do you have any questions? The hour is getting late and I want to retire soon. Seems self-explanatory to me. We'll get right on it. Do you know if he has any allies or enemies out there? It'd be useful to know either or both. As of all council people in the city, everyone has allies and enemies. But that's really not any of your concern at this point. They're mostly political in nature. 
Is it important to you that we be discreet about this, or can we be obvious in what we do? As I said, as long as it doesn't get back to me, I don't care how you take care of it. Just get it done. If there's nothing else, the hour is getting late. And, I asked uh, Shulia to go fetch up, uh, what's her name? You forgot her name already? I mean, it's been two weeks since I've heard the name. The girl. You could uh, just start calling her Tiny Human or something. Oh, wait, you're a human. Not to mention that I'm a, I'm terrible with names. Hey, uh, Talia? Yes. Can you give me a perception check? Absolutely. Uh, were you actively you listening <laughs> at the door, or were you trying? What were you trying to do? What were you doing when you were in the library? Um, I was looking around for for shiny things and and keeping close to the door. Okay, with a uh, seven, you didn't hear much, but you heard like you know words every now and then, um, you know, muffled through the door. And the, uh, the gist, uh, basically that you're getting is this, uh, woman whose house you're in is wanting your, uh, f- new friends to, uh, do something for her, but you didn't get much more than that. Okay. So, uh, do I see any shiny things? Uh, there are plenty shiny things in this, uh, room. You, uh, look around and a lot of it's books, but you're seeing some really nice, um, like silver um, gilded like candlesticks and writing implements, um, you know, some knickknacks. There is uh, also a clock on the uh, mantle of the fireplace in this room, and that's kind of blowing your mind because you've uh, heard about these before, but you've never really seen one. Okay, I decide not to take anything, but I'm very tempted by some pretty quills or some, you know, the writing implements, the pretty writing implements. The implements that you find aren't even like quills, are um, silver riding inf- uh, implements. So you're like, pen. man, these people are shitting in high cotton. <laughs> Lara goes over and uh, opens the uh, the door and says, come child. So are you walking out with her? I follow. So uh, you guys are all together again, and I guess that you're uh, leaving the, uh, the manor. No reason to loiter around. All right, so what are you doing now? Go back to our room. Sleep. Probably talk about how we're going to figure this out. Yeah, we don't have much time to do this, so we should probably act as soon as possible. I suggest we burn down his apartment complex while he's in it. Let's still get some chance to escape, though. We can go with poison. I just love it. It's like he's got an apartment complex that has like probably dozens, if not hundreds, as far as you know. Uh, innocent people that live in it and like the first response is oh, let's just burn the fucker down well she said we didn't have to be subtle and this would be quick it's very true it wouldn't it's not as if they can really tie it back to us poison would be more subtle mm, I think we have to leave uh, some sort of mark I mean, well we can leave a note if you really want well no no she said she didn't want it to get back to her <clears throat> This isn't it's not necessarily red talon business so much as a favor for red fellow red talon. Yeah. I like the idea of having the little girl go in and do like a sting operation and poison him with like a cup of ale or something. She's not even part of our thing. Uh, yeah, she's gonna be though, right? I mean, she could, but like, why not just burn it down? This seems a lot less work. Ah, and if we're stationed like outside, we can wait to see if he does a thing... Where he tries to get poison. Poison is a lot less subtle than a like a a wood house accidentally burning down. Well, what kind of roof are we talking? We'd probably have to go there and investigate it. Let's. I suggest we like scout out the area before we do anything solid. What time is it in game? Uh, right now it's probably like ten o'clock at night. All right, I think we should go to bed first. There is uh, also the matter of uh, how much you want to tell. Talia about this because you know currently you guys know what's going on uh Juliet um sent her to another room as you were discussing what's going on so you know it's kind of up to you how you want to broach this topic and have this discussion with this uh little girl about what's going on what you're doing and what her role may play in it 
Well, she could stab him to death. It's kind of like, you know, if, like, you know, you're doing, like, uh, let's say, fantasy Big Brothers Big Sisters, and you go pick up, you know, <laughs> like your, you know, your your little sister, little brother for the first time, and you're like, you know, hey, you know, what's going on? We're, oh, by the way, let's we're going to go rob a bank. Are you down? So, I mean, Murder for Hire is a fun game. Yeah. Now we're going to play Pokemon until all the goo stops coming out. <laughs> with this with this sharp stabby here you go <laughs> so if you're looking at your uh map currently right now he would be in number 16 in the northeast corner of the mark uh the map okay um i suggest everyone that we just like uh two or three of us start walking in that general direction to uh, get a gist of like what the layout is Maybe we could just kick down his door, murder him in his sleep, and take off. Yeah, but that depends on how many people are nearby. Mm-hmm. Or Tali could pick the lock if he wanted to be quieter about it. Yeah, why don't we just go see what type of conditions he's in? <laughs> That's a good let's, idea. Let's go investigate. Currently, you don't really know where he is. Um, would you care to read the slip of paper? that uh, you were provided? Yeah. Let's do this. We should probably open it up, huh? That wouldn't make sense. All right. So uh, she uh, gave the slip of paper probably to Juliet since uh, she was the one speaking for the party at the time. Uh, Juliet, you want to read that? Sure. All right. So it says uh, 570 Spruce Street. It's in Uptown, the 10th floor. There's one guard inside the apartment, and the rotations switch at both noon and midnight. Long day for those guards. Yeah. They probably... Uh, I don't care. Um, they got nurse hours. Could, Spruce Street. <laughs> so middle class. Yeah, we could probably... Uh, uptown 10, 10 stories up? Probably a penthouse or something, yeah. Christ. Yeah, just burn the fucker down. When you first came into the ports of the city, uh, you noticed that the buildings here are very, very tall. Yeah, they really scraped the sky. So, um, are we still talking about, like, if we're going to go over there yet, or are we, like, over there? Well, are you... I say let's go take a look. Yeah. So, as as I'm following these guys, I'm going to say... um, uh, so what's going on? Like, what was that all about? I bend down and whisper, "You're gonna kill somebody today. Come on, let's go." The lady asked us to do a favor for her, so we're checking it out, doing her a favor. Okay, so hold uh... on, hold on. So, Adol just said that you guys are gonna go murder somebody to Talia. Talia, what's your reaction to that? Um, I kind of give him a look askance, like I'm not sure if he's serious or not. I nod. <laughs> uh, I just kind of like stare at him and I'm like, oh, okay. And then right after that, uh, John, uh, what did you say? That the lady asked us to do a favor for her. So we're going to go check that out. So Talia, what's your thoughts on that response? Um, I just kind of, uh, I, I'm like, oh, okay, um, sure, guys, let's, let's go kill somebody. See, she gets it. Whoa, 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 we don't have to necessarily kill him. Why not? (laughs) Because we can blackmail him. With what? Well, that's what we'll have to find out, won't we? The the whole blackmailing thing makes it sound like we're gonna have to do a lot of investigating. Exactly. Yeah, we really only have a day or two, right? Yeah, we have like 48 hours. So this murder is, seems to be easy. Is yeah. he, he lives on the 10th floor? Yeah. Does he? Yeah, oh, well, he lives on the top floor of his apartment. That's, I mean, that's that's going to be difficult to get to. Nah. Just a side note, I burned the note after uh, everyone's like on a chance to read it and memorize oh. it. Oh, I'm assuming the place has stairs. Maybe. I mean, he does have a Possibly guard. a fire escape. All the buildings are mostly uh, wood, yeah? Um, actually, uh, you don't know what the buildings would be like in this area since you haven't been there yet. 
Um, the further um, north that you move in the city, you've seen a transition from like uh, wood buildings in the warehouse district and um, some of the uh, um, like lower houses in the uh, the docks district and over on the uh, the uh, west side over by the uh, the rusty acre. Those were wood, but um, as you've moved further north into the uh, more affluent areas of the city, you've noticed like this transition to like stone and brick. Okay. Uh, you can throw them off the top floor. Just a, just a thought, but I mean, shouldn't we like go see what we're dealing with before we come up with a solution? I was assuming oh. we were having this conversation, you know, just sort of in the street on the way over there. Same. Oh, I thought we were still inside. My bad. No, I thought we were like moving as we uh, did stuff. Well, I don't know that there was a decision that anybody made once you got outside the house, because I'd heard, like, some talk of splitting the party. Um, you know, I don't know if you're having this conversation, like, in the Noble's Gate outside, you know, this person's house. I mean, what are you doing? Uh, we're, we're whispering as we go, I assume. Everybody okay with that? Yes, no, maybe so? Yay. I uh, don't know what that means. So, <laughs> are you walking yeah, towards like the? Uh, the yeah, yeah, we are walk walking, talk. at, we're walking, walking and, talking. and talking. Okay, so um, I'm. Just, you're probably uh, reaching the gates of uh, the uh, the Noble Gate and walking out, and you're now out into the city. And I'm assuming that you're walking towards Uptown. Is that what you're doing, or are we splitting? And some people are going back to the inn, and some people are scuffing out the place, or what's going on? Uh, uh, let's scope out the place. I'll go scope out the place. Yeah, let's go make our way east to Uptown. Find Spruce Street. Are you sure this is going to be the safest area? I don't know. Well, if we're told to leave, we'll just leave and come back. <laughs> okay, lead on. Don't expect me to get you out of any trouble. That's fine. Us? Trouble? Well, what you've seen so far in this city that the only things that are like gated communities that you've come across so far is uh, the Nobles Gate uh, that you've just reached or uh, you're coming out of um, and then the area around the uh, King's Palace. There are walls uh, throughout this place, but they're more for like protection in, let's say, times of war that they close those sections up. Um, but uh, they're not really guarded right now because they're not at war. Cool. Uh, I walk through. Okay. Uh, what do I see? Um, well, I mean, you're out into the the streets of Carnley right now. Um, you know, there's no checkpoint set up, you know, anywhere. And this time of night, it's still pretty bustling, um, you know, compared to, let's say, Kala. Um where things kind of shut down, like after, you know, kind of after dark, the only people that are out are, say, people going to taverns or whatnot. But uh, Carnley seems like uh, it stays up a lot later. And there's still a lot of people out on the streets milling about, going in shops and taverns and inns and such. Uh, you do see a guard presence out on the street, but it's not like there's checkpoints or anything. Um, you think they're just probably beat cops. Uh, all right. Um, uh, do I see the building I'm, uh, I'm looking for? So, if uh, is everybody walking together, or is uh, Adel going on his own? Going as a group, right? Yeah. So. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, you leave the uh, Noble Gates, and uh, after probably twenty minutes of walking, um, you enter the section of Uptown, mm -hmm. and you are able to find Spruce Street. Um, there are markers on the blocks and the houses um, for the addresses and you uh, after a while um, you're able to find this uh, 10 story building at uh, 570 uh, Spruce Street that uh, it's a, a pretty impressive structure uh, it's 10 stories it's uh, made out of stone it appears that uh, there's a main entrance on the front of it uh, with a doorman who uh, he's not in any sort of armor or anything like that, but he's in some like livery 
that you think is probably specific to that building. And as uh, you've walked along these streets and some of these other streets, you've seen some of these uh, high-rise uh, apartment buildings with uh, similar doormen or uh, doorwomen um, guarding the uh, front entrance in uh, livery. Even though he's not wearing any armor, you do see a short sword at this uh, man's side. And as far cool. as you can see, you know, it doesn't appear that there's any visible, you know, like fire escapes or anything like that um, on either side. And there's um, one entrance that the uh, doorman's guarding. So no delivery entrance in the rear? Is he guarding or is he just like uh, being a doorman? A doorman kind of is a guard, right? I guess. Yeah. Technically, yeah. Are you just looking at the the front, or are you going to try to like scope out like different? Let's circle the building. Okay, so so when you uh, circle around the the back of the building, um, there is a alleyway, and it appears that there's probably about a twelve foot fence um, behind it, and you really can't see. what's behind that fence oh all right unless somebody uh, wants to try to climb it or something i like i i gesture to the little girl and i uh hold my hands together uh and like uh gesture to her just so i can like push her up there hold on what is, give her a boost. what is the Sorry. plan here though to, to give to give one of you a boost preferably the little girl since she's the lightest <laughs> <laughs> what are we sending her up there to do just a look just peek not to climb over the fence, just to climb, hold, stand at the top, and or pick her head over the top, is what I'm assuming, yeah? Yes. Yes, correct. I'm going to do an athletics check. Is that our... Do I get, like, advantage or anything? Since uh, you don't need an athletics check or anything like that. Talia, okay. are you, like, uh, climbing up on his yeah. face to look over? I'll, I'll go ahead and hop up on his, um, on his linked hands, I'm guessing, because that's correct. what you normally do. So, even with his linked hands... You're probably be a, uh, since this is like a 12 foot uh, tall fence, you're still a couple of feet short. Uh, who's the second tallest person in the group? Probably Talia. Not Talia. Juliet. Oh. Yeah, that makes Six sense. 6'2. Oh, Bring shit. All right, get up here. Get, get up here. <laughs> so, are you guys like human pyramiding this thing? Yeah. Scooby Doo. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, I assume I need an athletic shot for her. Uh, well, because I mean, she, she could probably, like, with an, like, an athletics check, you know, jump up and try to grab the top of the gate to peer over. Uh, she, you could do that, but then my plan would be obsolete. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is a 12-foot tall fence, and you're probably, like, six feet, and she's probably, like, four yeah. and a half. The Dragonborn? Dragonborn's gonna be taller than a half dwarf. Yeah, I know, I'm trying to, like, wedge her up there. That'll be about what? Let's see. So, uh, it'll be about ten feet. It'll at least like get allow her to like grab the top of the ledge and pull herself up easier. Well, yeah, she just has to make the athletics check. I assume I do too, since I'm helping. Or no, does she just get no, advantage? No, no, you just boosted her up on her sh- um, okay. your shoulders, and she's a little girl. That's not like a big deal. No, I'm talking about the dragonborn. Why oh, am I on top of you? Oh. <laughs> Can somebody just look over the fence? Yeah, I mean, Tali, give me an athletics check. I'm gonna use the help action. You're already helping, dude. Chill. Uh, I must help stronger. Would it be athletics or acrobatics? Uh, I'll let you do either. Hey, hell yeah. Twenty-two. You nailed that. That's the way you do it. Adel gives her a boost, and she uh, just uh, jumps up and grabs hold of this top of the uh, fence and is able to pull herself up. And she looks over the fence, and she sees a kind of a courtyard in the back with uh, some tables and chairs. And then there is a wide path leading to a gate that you didn't see before um, when you looked um at the fence and you think this is probably for deliveries or such and it leads to a large steel door in the back of the building i relay this information so i'm thinking 
You can use Talia to distract the doorman. Somebody else can go in through the front door while the guy's distracted, open up the back door for the rest of us. Because we don't want to attract too much attention from the street. Then we just go up, pick the lock or kick his door open, kill him and his guard, leave. Why don't we just wait for the guard shift to change? We could do that too, but we also need to get into the building. I'm assuming that the guard shift changing just refers to his personal guard up on the 10th floor. And then, because this city apparently doesn't sleep, we can go out to like an all-night takeout place. I don't know. I still feel like uh, blackmailing is going to be the best way to do it. Yeah, you have to find I mean, something to blackmail him on. I though. mean, I have a suggestion. Is that? Yeah. Or we can just like bribe him with money. I don't think the intent was to bribe him because then he still has the opportunity to vote against stuff later on in this noble's life. No, not not bribing the 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 fucking politics guy, bribing the guard to let us in. Oh, oh. I gotcha. We're like witnesses. <laughs> so, slip the doorman a 50 and then just walk up. <laughs> I actually have a suggestion. Oh, go for it. Um, I mean, I could hop over the fence and then unlock it from the inside. Go for it. If we it's wanted to go in drop. right now. No reason not to. Mm-hmm. It is 12 it's a little while you are going to take damage if you try to, like, fall down. I could toss her a rope and hold it. Or she could just try to unlock it, either from the inside or the outside. (laughs) (laughs) We said she's going to take damage. Right? But if she tries to unlock it from the outside, then she wouldn't have to worry about any of that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I I can just try to unlock it from the outside. Okay, so is that something you guys are doing now? Yeah, let's give it a shot. Sure. No better wow. time than the present. No race or rest or whatever. What, what is this? Do, what I time mean, is do it? we have our weapons and so on? I can't remember <laughs> if we dressed up nice. Yeah. Or if we, uh... Uh, you guys did dress up nice, so you probably wouldn't have any of your uh, gear on you as far as armor or anything like that's concerned. Well, let's go back because that means I have a I have a, a nine AC right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what time is it in game? Uh, right like now, it's probably like 10.30. Yeah, 10.30. So if we hurry back to the end and hurry back here, we still have time to break in before the shift change. Yeah, you would probably take you maybe 35, 40 minutes to get back to the end, and then another you know, 20 minutes to get ready, and then uh, another 40 minutes to get back. So it's like hour. Like two hours. Yeah, almost two hours. So... Right, you would be looking at probably post uh, shift change, like sometime after midnight. I mean, but like, what does the shift change even mean for us? I mean, I bet they're just changing out at the at the door. Like, that doesn't really. Yeah, it would just make it slightly easier to get into his place. I guess probably wouldn't do as much. I don't know. Yeah, because like it's probably just a guy standing at the door, and then the guard, other guy that's switching out to him is like, "Hey," and he's like, "Hey," and then he goes away. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got to think that you probably don't want to do it right at shift change because you've doubled the guards. Yeah, but I'm saying is like the the shift change is kind of irrelevant. Just the time to like not go. If we do it towards the end of the shift change, then um, the other guard, the guard being relieved could be tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like we won't make it back in time for that. Let's go ahead and just nope. go back and get all of our gear. So everybody headed back to the inn? Yep. Yep. Yes. So uh, you walk in the doors and uh, the same little kid's there again. He's like, hiya, welcome back. Happy to be back. Is there anything I can do for you? Maybe some turndown service, some hot cocoa? Uh, I think we're fine for now. Thanks. Actually, hot cocoa sounds really good. Would you like a snack? Sure. What you got? We've got some fresh cookies. It's like Double Tree Inn. <laughs> Double Tree Inn sponsor this week of. Oh God! I wish. Canyons. I don't know. I wish that'd be dope. So uh, he disappears, and uh, about two minutes later, he comes back out, and he's got a tray full of uh, cookies and hot cocoa, and he says, "Would you like this brought up to your room?" Yes, please. Alrighty. Man, this place is a shit. 
So uh, he uh, please goes don't over... take the elevator again. <laughs> oh well, he goes over the uh, the elevator and opens it, and uh, he uh, walks inside, and he's holding the door, waiting for you guys to come. Uh, I walk in. Hey, uh, Kevin, I got a question for you. What? How does gold translate to like our money? You know what I mean? I uh, don't like, understand. What's the value of gold? Like, I think one gold value? piece is a day's wages for a worker. Oh no, one gold is for like a, a year week. for the worker. Well, I mean, it depends on the economies that you're in. I mean, if you're in a rural area, <clears throat> there's probably people who've never seen a gold piece in their life. But like a place like Carnley, that would be like, uh, you know, let's say if you lived in West Virginia, you know, a rent on, you know, a two bedroom apartment is probably going to cost you, you know, four or $500 a month. If you were in New York City, a two bedroom apartment is probably going to run you like, you know, eighteen hundred dollars a month if you're like in brooklyn or something like that got it um so yeah currently he's pretty affluent and there's a lot of gold running around the city okay i just want to make sure because like i don't want to be giving you out like a fuck ton of gold as a tip well that wouldn't be uncommon in like a place affluent as this you know each one of your rooms probably is you know 20 gold pieces a night got it okay thanks and that's why the service is so good. Yeah. I'm hopping in the elevator. If I hadn't said that before. I take the stairs. <laughs> okay. So let's say you all get back to your rooms and the uh, the little teen, uh, you know, sets you up uh, in each one of your rooms with your uh, snacks. I'll tell him thanks and hand him a gold piece for his time. Thank you, mister. All Start right. That's ominous. Start gearing up. Um, is there any way we could get guards armor? That way we could uh, sneak into it easily and be like, we're here to protect you, and then throw them off a building. <laughs> Do you have guards armor? No, or I'm currently? asking, is there any way we could get some? Um, yeah, but you would probably have to take it from a guard. Well, then. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that it's just it's entirely issued. But let's not complicate this too much. Yeah, we just have to go in there and kill them. Easy peasy, lemon mix squeezy. You guys are really into this killing stuff, aren't you? I just you can throw him out a window. I just love killing. <laughs> just love killing. Oh, here I go killing again. <laughs> the simplest option, I think. All right, so I guess you guys are gearing up and heading back to the apartment building? Yes, the plan. Okay, so mm-hmm. we're going to say that uh, you uh, make it back there. Is is anyone making any attempt to, like, you know, like hide their gear at all? Because, you know... Yes. Unless you're a I'm guard, it'd probably be, you know, kind of out of place to be just walking down the street in full armor at this time. I'm going to use my, uh, my put on our cloak. All right. So uh, you make it back, and I'm assuming you're going to the back of the apartment building again? Yep. Uh, sure. All right. So, Talia, uh, are you going to try to pick the lock on the outside of the gate? I am. Alrighty, give me a sleight of hand. Nice. Ooh, crit. So, Talia just walks up to this thing, whips out her thieves tools, and then in like one quick fluid motion, just pops the lock on this thing and uh, opens it up. Not half bad, street rat. It's like it wasn't even locked. Good for you. I pat her on the head and walk by. Alright. I I give... I give one of those smiles that kids give you when they give it, get a compliment. The, like, shit-eating grin ones. They're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like a shy one. Like, aw, thanks. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> How old is your character again? 11. Okay. I was just curious. All right, so uh, you've made so it through... Oh. You, you've made it through this gate, and it opens up into a courtyard. And behind this courtyard, um, there are some neatly pruned shrubbery, and there's grass, and there's these really nice granite tables uh, with chairs. There's some torches in the back that are illuminating it, and it doesn't appear that there's uh, anybody back here at this hour. Cool. Do you have a a map? There's a steel door there, yeah? But basically, you know, it's what I've described. There's the building which is probably uh, about 
like 50 feet wide and there is a um, about a 10 foot uh, steel door in the back of it. It appears to be double doors uh, with handles and there is a lock. Um, I make sure to close the gate behind us but not like let latch it just make it look like it's closed so that it doesn't look like someone's broken in. Good thinking. All right. All right. Let's get through these doors too. Lunatus gives him a tug. Um, they are locked. Eh, too much to hope. I will attempt to unlock these as well. All right. Give me a slide of hand. Damn. So yeah, you walk up there, you stick your tools inside this lock and it just pops. Uh, I open the door slowly and then I peek. Okay. So, uh, you peek inside this, uh, door and it appears to be like a receiving area um, that is probably about 20 feet by 20 feet. And you see some boxes of supplies uh, that look like construction supplies and cleaning materials. Cool. But it doesn't appear that there's anybody in here. Stairway? Uh, there is no stairway that you can see, but there is a hallway that runs... Um, to the left that you think hugs probably the outside of the left side of the building. Alright. Let's head down the hallway. Carefully. Silently. Please. <laughs> as silently as we can. So I have. So you uh, walk down this hallway and uh, it's pretty brightly lit with lamps um, that appear to be running on oil. It appears that there are some doors uh, to your right side as you walk down this hallway uh, and they appear to be apartments and then you can see an area where it opens up um, out in front of you um, that you think is probably the front of the building but inside of it so this is kind of not like a lobby area but like a like a uh, entryway okay okay so let's look for stairs or you know an elevator uh. sorry it'll no. So there wasn't a right turn at all? It was just the side room that goes into the hallway? There's a hallway, and it appears to be a right turn uh, up at the end of the hallway uh, that you think is probably the front of the building. Okay. Um, I suggest to my people that we just go over there and peek around, see if there's any guards or anything uh, they should be mindful of. Okay, who are you uh, sending? Send Adel. <laughs> uh, no. I suggest we send... Well, I'll probably just go myself since I'm not wearing anything heavy. I don't want to send the kid in the front line. I don't really... I do. Give her a hand grenade. It'll go swimmingly. <laughs> it's a hand grenade. I mean, she is technically part of our party. And it is our responsibility to keep her safe, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> we met her like yeah. yesterday. Well... We have Just go ahead and sneak on up there. I am Tell us what you see, yo, is it? What, do, what do I see around this corner? Uh, give me a perception check. I will try and perceive eight. Tell you, I used up all the good rules. True. Uh, with a passive of ten. Um, so, you peer around this corner and it appears to be um, not... It's like an entryway. Um into this uh, apartment building there is some glass uh, doors that um, are the entrance way that you think is uh, how you get in through the front of the building and you can um, see the shoulder of the uh, doorman outside. Okay so like doors right here and then like we see the guy through the glass or uh, is he yes, like over do. here okay so he's over here I go ahead and tell, go back and tell everyone else about this. What do we do about it? <laughs> Did you see uh, stairs? Elevator? Anything like that? Please no elevator. I think we just send one person at a time so that the guard doesn't hear like a bunch of people walking. Well, at this point, the uh, <clears throat> the doorman is looking out. He's not, you know, looking inside just for the fact that, you know, he's yeah, not trying but... to keep anybody from leaving. Yeah, but if five people are making a ruckus inside walking across, like two of the people in our party are in heavy armor, which I would assume makes a lot of like noise. Huge swords hitting uh, their well, heads. Juliet's definitely not wearing armor. <laughs> I you didn't put your armor on? No, it's too noisy. 
Hmm. Hmm. That might be interesting later on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> uh, noted. Noted. No armor. Got it. Let's throw throw them into the wolves. So uh, what you yeah. did see is across uh, from that glass door, it appears to be like uh, an opening um, that is not like into an apartment or anything. So you would assume that that's maybe a stairwell. Okay. Oh, so like, um, I suggest we just start going up. No better mm-hmm. time to walk than now. I start walking. I'll take lead. I'll tell him to stand back since I'm going to be the one talking to the guard. Well, you, I mean, the guard's outside the building. You're inside. No, no. Doesn't he have his personal guard? Um, That'll be once we get to the 10th floor. Let's worry about that when we're upstairs. Yeah, but I mean, we're walking to the 10th floor. This is what this big, sharp metal stick's for, all right? <laughs> but that makes a lot of noise. Why not just suggest that he go away? We can do that. I have charm mm. person. Yeah, like... Well, you'll want him to open the door for us first. Well, I, are are you going to go knocking on this door at like twelve thirty at night? No, well, we're headed upstairs now. Uh, do we encounter anything on our way upstairs? Um, so are are you rounding that corner and then uh, walking up the steps? Yes. Okay. Uh, everybody, give me a stealth check. Wonderful! I'm great at those. Damn, Hannah critting all over the place. So good yeah. at this game. So this oh, is why yeah. you take off your armor, guys. Uh, and Adel has uh, disadvantage and got a zero. Yeah. Um, so so he game. tripped and fell and made a big old clanky sound on his chainmail. Uh, actually, I think he's wearing scale. Oh, yes, he bought an armor. So um, you guys are rounding the corner, and um, we're going to say that uh, uh, Adel like, bumps into a flower pot or something. And uh, yeah. it starts to fall. It'll give me a uh, give me an athletics check. Okay, I'm good at those. Catch it, catch it, catch it. That's an 18. Okay, so I'm going to say yeah. that uh, you round this corner, and Adel bumps like this flower pot sitting on a stand, and it starts to fall. And he reaches out and like snatches it out of the air before it can fall. You put it back on the I stand. It off. <laughs> My heart stops as I stare at him. And then uh, you're able to uh, get to the stairwell. Athletic checks to, to see who gets there. <laughs> Actually, I think that'd probably be more endurance. Well, constitution then, I guess. No, I'm not so going like to make a you saving do that. Thing? That's stupid. Oh, come on. So, uh, well, we're not sprinting. We're just walking up the stairs. All right. So and we're going to say not. you guys climb these uh, ten flights of stairs. And you get to the very top, and you're going to find yourself in the uh, southeast corner of this map. Um, so, can everybody jump in, roll 20, and place your tokens uh, inside there? Uh, so, what else do we see, Kevin? You guys are in this uh, the top of this stairwell, and what you're going to see is a um, metal door there to uh, the west. Uh, I check to see if it's unlocked. Uh, are you grabbing the handle? Sure. It's locked. All right. I just drove over to the little girl. Oh, I need to get out of the way. That looks to be 13. Or 15. 15. Yeah. Okay, so um, it's going to uh, uh, take you like probably a minute or two, but you're able to um, open the lock on this door. Click. Okay. So is this the door we're supposed to be at? Uh, you're on the tenth floor, and it's the. Oh, well. And it's the only door, right? Yes. And uh, everything's everything's made of stone, yeah. Uh, that's a metal door. Okay. The floor is like pretty wooden. The floor is wood, and the stairs were wood. Just want to make sure if it was just like, like a stone foundation and like walls and stuff with a wooden flooring and stuff. No, it's just a doorway right there, and it's uh, made out of pretty sturdy steel. I feel you. Yeah, so uh, I guess we're just walking in. I would like to go first. in first. Yeah. Can we? Is it possible to look through the keel? Uh, yeah, give me a perception check. If there's anything that I'd have confidence in in this game is making perception checks. It's a whole 13. That's about what you can see right there. Man. 
13 doesn't go as far as it used to. <laughs> nope. I tell everyone to step back a little bit. I'm going to walk in and try and persuade the man in there. Well, the, I can, uh, the guard. I, I can use a spell. I have a spell. What do you mean? So do I. Let's do it together. So are you um, opening this door? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alexander has a suggestion, which he's used to great success before. Do it. I'm just going to open the door and walk in. Trying to be a, not not to make a ruckus. Eleven, nothing. What'd you get, Shane? What do you mean? There's no one. Doesn't he? There's no one in here. So oh, yeah, you it? you walk into this and it appears to be like an elevated patio area. Um, that um, you look out <clears throat> and uh, it seems to have like a great view of the uh, city and the king's palace. Very nice. Do the, uh, do the windows open? You see Doors? one window over here. Um, does somebody want to walk? Is that the up? window on the west side, or the blue line, or the pink line? I mean, I would imagine that they would be like here because the chairs are like this way. The windows right here, and then there's a door right. There's shrubberies. I'm assuming this is an outdoor sort of patio. Yeah, it's a, a balcony. A, yeah, it's a balcony. Oh, but there's a door and a window on the north side of this balcony. This area over here um, is open and overlooks the city. I'm going to peek through the window. And okay, then Kevin? this right here is the uh, wall uh, into his apartment. There's a door right here where I'm peeing. There's a door right here where I'm peeing. So this right here is a window. This right here is a door. And this right here is the balcony, uh, the wall that look out uh, looks out over the city. A waist high wall. Okay. Okay. Would like to peek in the window. That's what I was doing. Um, are you peeking in uh, peeking in the window, Adel? Yeah, I told you that. Didn't I? Uh, stealth check, please. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're doing it. You're you're there, Oliver. It's too late. Fine. All right. Fine. Said your intention. It's too late. Great. One. <laughs> nice. I wanted to back out. Shane. Knocks over another shrubbery. Uh, <laughs> shrubbery. He uh, like puts his hands in front of his eyes and like his nose butts up against the glass and makes a sound. <laughs> he makes I a stupid smell face. Smell you. <laughs> Are you in there? I can smell you. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, so nothing seems to happen. Does he see anything? Uh, give me a here. perception check, Adel. Okay. 20! Natural. So, you look inside this room, and there's um, no light inside of it. Uh, it appears to be a bed that butts up against the window, and uh, two people sleeping in the bed. Uh, you look, also look inside, and you see a desk and a dresser and a chair. Cool. Gonna have to murder his uh, wife and children. Hooray! No witnesses. (laughs) It might not be his wife. Might be a you know a prostitute or something. Whatever. That's sway to you. (laughs) Have to pay extra for her to walk up ten stories. (laughs) How big is this window? Uh, this window is probably about uh two feet by three feet. Welcome. Um. You don't think it'd be large uh, enough to, like, you know, get through uh, the larger people in your party? Hmm. You say larger people as if we've had this thought already, which we've had. <laughs> I mean, you could probably, Talia could probably get through that. But you think? <laughs> definitely not Juliet Natal. I believe. So, quick idea. Maybe we could jimmy the window open, uh, knock him out through the window. You know, my staff or something. Then pull them out and just throw them off the balcony. Aren't they already knocked out? Well, they're sleeping, but they would wake up as soon as we grabbed them and tried to pull them out the window, is what I'm saying. So you're not advocating killing them in the bed? Just, Don't just make it them. sound like we haven't all had this thought already. <laughs> you guys all were so fervent on killing them, I don't know. No, I mean, I've already had that thought, but I was thinking that if he wakes up with that happening... He could uh, 
he could wake uh, his wife up. If you say so. I don't think there's like an insta-death way for her to go about it. If we just make sure out. you're killing the right person, please. <laughs> yeah, um, I try the door on the right. Um, the, you're going to uh, go up and um, try to open the door on the right? That's what I'm going to do. Uh, it's locked. Every damn door. Damn. Well, I'll right, be Talia. damned. Talia, help me out. I, I will attempt to unlock the door. Open that door. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you try to unlock the door, and as soon as you stick your thieves' tools inside, you hear a loud chime inside uh, the manor. Are and we going loud? The door loud? doesn't open. Oh, dear. What? Even with a 15? Wow. Now, I'm not saying that I fucking told you so, but... See, I wanted to go through the window. <laughs> um, I All right, does Adel see anything through the window? He, Looks like he's still yeah. over there. Adel um, sees uh, the two people uh, in the bed start to rouse, and you, every probably five seconds or so, you hear this chime go off again inside uh, the apartment. Why the fuck is... What kind of chime is it? Like, what's causing you to go off? The door? It's probably a magical spell. Probably. Like an alarm. That would make sense. Yeah, you kind of didn't check the door for traps. Happens. Um, All right, so... Adel, how about you just go ahead and grab him? Pull him out through the window. Uh, am I, are we going loud or what? Because if so, I'm going through that window and killing him. What do you mean? You <laughs> can't fit through the window. I can jump. <laughs> what do you mean? You're literally too big to fit through the window. If I go fast enough, it won't matter. <laughs> uh, just yeah. let him get stuck. Just let him get stuck. So That's are we going loud? That is the question. I mean, we're, we're loud. Where, it's already where? gone loud. I mean, there's a Yeah, it's already loud. I'm saying, you know, Fuck just it. punch I'm through it. And... The door. So yeah, uh, you're going to try to bash to the, the door? Store. Yeah. Yeah, ba bash through the door. Okay, so one thing that I was talking to... Um, um, well, before we do that, uh, Adel, give me a history check real quick. Okay, so that's a 16. You know that adamantine weapons are excellent for bashing shit. And you just oh, so happen shit. to have a adamantine weapon, which is uh, Borscht Bonebreaker's sword. Hell yeah. Let's do this. So I just hit standardly? Uh, no, it's an automatic crit. Holy fuck! So I just cut this <laughs> thing open like a can, o like with a can opener. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> I, and then I, I like open the door. Uh, and I assume, are we going in? Let's yeah, we don't have anything better to do. That's not entirely true, but uh, okay. So uh, you bash open this door. And what you're going to see inside is a, uh, a large living area. And you're going to see a dwarf charging at you as Initiative? you uh, come through the door. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. A lot of people say this, but we really do want to hear from you. Are we shinier than a platinum piece? We're stankier than a cobalt's loincloth. Let us know what you liked and didn't like. Everything helps this make a better podcast for you. Got an idea for monsters, items, and commercials? Let us know about it. You might hear it in the show. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Dungeons & Debacles Podcast. We also have a website where you can learn more about the characters, lore, and maps of this world. You'll also find articles about Dungeons & Dragons and a whole lot more. Just search Dungeons & Debacles Podcast. Do you think the government of Luskane is spying on you and you don't have a social media account? Then email us at dungeondebacle at gmail.com. You can also check out the theme song and all the commercials you heard on the podcast on our YouTube account. Just search Dungeons and Debacles Podcast. New episodes come out every Sunday, so check your podcast app. And now a word from this week's sponsor. Greetings, and welcome to the Wizard's Wardrobe. I'm the proprietor, Balak Hyrule, at your service. We have Swell's most unique collection of magical items and potions. Have you ever wanted to fly? We have a potion for that. Have you ever wanted to be strong as a bull? We have an elixir that can make that happen. 
Did you use a magical item without knowing what it did? We have scrolls that can remove almost any curse. Once there was a young man that found a girdle, and when he put it on, it turned him into a lady. That was quite a shock, I'm sure. We helped him with that, too. Oh, where was I? Oh, yes, the wizard's wardrobe. We have rods and wands and cloaks and robes to fit almost any discerning adventurer's need. And all items have been identified by a certified wizard, so you know you're getting exactly what you paid for. Guaranteed! When you think of magic, think of the wizard's wardrobe. We are located on Elm Street in Luscane. And remember, if it didn't come from the wizard's wardrobe, who knows what you're getting? The music you heard on this episode was Private Reflection, Moonlight Hall, Temple of the Mains, For Origins, and Action by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. You can find that at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.